that is. Um, at this time, we were supposed to have a slideshow with everyone that was here last night, or a lot of people here last night that their moms come to this church. Katie had an idea last night to ask everyone to speak on a video, just a short clip, and tell you what you love most about your mom. Well, when we got home, the clip was sideways. We couldn't figure out how to get it the, the right way. So finally got it on a DVD, and uh, we got here this morning and won't play on the computer here. So I'm going to tell you what I love most about my mom. My mom's going to sit in the back. Raise your hand, Mom. She's a wonderful mom. She stuck with me through thick and thin. No matter how messed up I was and how far I got out there, she was always there for me. And I was going to share one quick story. When I was young, I had a, a FCR 750. It's a, a sport bike type of bike. But um, I used to run that thing as hard as it could possibly run, usually bouncing off the red limiter and stuff in there when I was riding it. But uh, uh, I took off from her house one day and took off through Mo Mosby out here, flying down through the Mosby Flats, and my mom took off chasing me, trying to tell me to be quiet. She was, or not to be quiet, but to be careful. She was in her car, and I, I went past the cop, and he pulled out and gave her a ticket. And she was in the Four Boys parking lot out here, and I went up around. Passed up where they had the propane thing and I came back and was talking to her while he was giving her the ticket. And she was trying to blame it on me and tell him that that was her son and that's why she was going to drive me like that because she was trying to catch up with me and be careful. So, there's for you, Mom. <laughs> that was a memory I had when I was growing up. She, mothers are like that, though. They always have good advice for us. They always have words of wisdom for us, no matter how old we get. Right? Most of our moms are like that, I think. Um, I'm going to be at Proverbs 31 today, and I'm just going to jump around a little bit. Proverbs 31, 1 through 5. Oh, this time Children's Church will be released. Sorry, I always forget that. That's ages 4 through 10. Any of Proverbs 31, 1 through 5 up there, babe? In the shower. It says, The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. Now, King Lemuel, here, I want a little history of this first. Nothing else is written in the Bible. We don't know anything else about King Lemuel except he wrote this chapter right here in Proverbs, or it was written about him. The Jewish legend identifies him as Solomon. So, this would be advice from Bathsheba, right? This would be King. David's son, if Jewish legend is right. But there's no evidence to prove that. It's just a little, little history I dug up on it. Um, so it goes on to say, what my son and what the son of my womb and what the son of my vows give not thy strength unto women nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. It is not far or it is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink. Lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. See, you see, so his mother was looking out for him, no matter how far it went. Everybody knows who King Solomon was, right? He was the wisest king, probably one of the richest men that ever lived on this earth. Yes, amen. You all study this out. He's probably one of the richest men that ever lived on the earth. And he asked God for wisdom, so he had God's wisdom. He's one of the wisest men around. But no matter how far he went up, he was a king. Right. You understand? You couldn't just come in and tell a king what to do. You couldn't just come in and tell him your advice or your opinion on something. But his mama could. His mom walked right in there and talked to him about it. This is the advice she gave to him. 
No matter how far you go the other way, though. Let's talk about that. We can go the other way. Moms never give up on us, though. Amen. They have unrelenting love for us. Yeah. True love. Even to the point of raising you for someone else. The Bible says there comes a day when a man leaves his mother and father to cleave to his wife. So we're raising our kids up the whole time for someone else. I'm raising my daughter up to be someone's wife. They're not going to stay with us forever, and your mom knows that as she's bringing you up. Mothers, you know that as you're bringing your children up. These children are going to go off, and they're going to marry, and they're going to have their own lives. Still, you pour everything into them. Every bit of your heart, your soul, you make sacrifices. Everything is poured into these children. Maybe we should pull up 10 through 15. With that being said, this goes on. She's given Lemuel advice about this. Who can find a virtuous woman for her print, or for her price is far above rubies. So he's talking about, there's kind of a change of guard here, you'll see here in a minute. There's no price on earth that a good woman is not worth more than. A good woman, a wife, a mom is worth more than any jewels, any gold, any monetary thing you can put on her. Are you following me here? Her heart of her husband doeth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. He doesn't need anything else when he has this. Right? This is, this is above everything. She, besides God, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. <laughs> she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ship. She bringeth her food from afar off. A mother will stop at no means to provide for her family, right? Amen. The man goes out and, and works and provides the money, but... In most cases, in today's world, a lot of women have to work too. But the mother will make that thing. They'll stretch those pennies out there. They'll make all the sacrifices they need to make to make it happen, to make ends meet. And I just want to commend mothers for this today. She writheth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. This reminds me of my own wife. Doesn't matter what time of the night it is, she gets up with our kids. She, I work day, so I get up early, so she gets up and takes care of our kids constantly. Sacrificing her own body, sacrificing her own sleep. And I'm not just saying it's her, I'm sure it's, it's, it's all mothers do this. They sacrifice, they make great sacrifices to take care of the family. Maybe we should go on 26. Like I said, I'm going to be real short today. We're just honoring mothers today. Amen. 26 through 30. It says, she openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. You get what he's talking about here? Now they're talking about his wife. <laughs> kind of a changing of guards here, right? We, we went through a generation. It started out talking about his mother. Then he tells him how wise he is if he can find a good wife that's kind of like his mother. Man, you see what we do here? A lot of times we pick a wife that is much like our mother. Right. At least if we're smart, we will, most of us. <laughs> she looketh well to the ways of her household. And eateth not the bread of idleness. These women never set. They never rest. They go on and on and do what needs to be done. Tirelessly working. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but women, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. That is the key to it right there. If you have the Lord in the middle of your relationship, in the middle of your marriage, your mother, if your mother is a godly woman, she would want you to marry a godly woman. Right? 
my mom wanted me to marry a godly woman. She was a little bit scared for a while there because I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't living that lifestyle. But I did come back around. I married Brenda, and we have a great relationship because God is in the middle of it. And a good godly woman, a mother, is more than any of us could, could ask for. They make sacrifices of their self. They give up material things. They may wear clothes with holes in them sometimes, right? So the kids are provided for, for the husbands even provided for. They sacrifice their bodies. Pregnancy puts their bodies such, through such a great strain. You know, the dads, we have a bond with our, we have a bond with our children. And I've learned through what we've been through this week, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. Uh, I've learned through this week that mothers have a bond even inside the womb that the dad doesn't have yet. The dad hasn't formed yet. We lost, I'll go a little bit later. Uh, how many, with that being said, how many moms would give their lives for their children here? Quick show of hands. How many moms, probably all of you, would give your lives for your children? Everyone who's a mother in here would give their life for their children. With that being said, how many would sacrifice your children for a stranger? Or a sinner, or a criminal, or an addict? see any more hands in the rail, right? No one would do that. You see, a mother, a mother's love is the strongest we experience here on this earth, naturally, or in the flesh. It's, it's the strongest thing that we experience. I, I learned this this week. Brenda, we lost the baby last week. Brenda was pregnant with love, you know. Uh, we went to the doctor to get a sonogram to find out the sex of the baby, and uh, they couldn't find a heart rate. She went into labor shortly after that. She's going to be a little emotional when we call them for a little bit. So just so you know what's going on, she's not crazy. She's emotional for this reason. Um, and it was emotional for me, and it was tough for me, but even more for her as a woman, this baby was inside of her. I'm talking about mothers still here. This baby was inside of her, and she was already connected with this child. It's a real little baby. It was a perfect little baby. You know, it was, I could hold up my hand, but it was a perfect little child. And it just tore her up. It tore me up, too, but it, more even to see her go through that. Are you following me, man? Yeah. This is what mothers are. This is what mothers do. They nurture us. Even from in, in, their, in their womb, they've nurtured us. They, they love us, and we're, they're close to us, even from, that, from there. So this mother's love, it's the strongest. We, we buried the baby. We buried our baby on Friday. So, you know, and I believe the devil's been attacking this church. He's attacked several people in this church. Everyone who's in this church, I think, who are our core group, he's, he's been attacking everyone. Yeah. He tried to stop this outreach that went down last night. But my wife said, there's no way we're doing this now. We're going through with this thing. You know, he's, he's fighting, so we, we've got to fight back even harder. Yeah, so right. I learned that a mother's love starts, I mean, the father has a love. You get me, guys. The father has a love for the child, but it's nothing like the mother has. It's not as, it's not as strong. It's not as, it's not as early on in life as, as the mother's is. I, I love this baby, and it was sad to bury my baby, but my wife already had such a connection with this child. Right. Are you feeling me? God, as strong as that connection is that the mother has, God's love is greater than that. That's right. God's love is more true than that. Amen. I can tell you this because he gave his son for his creation. We're his creation. He created, he created us to be in a relationship with him. And you see, God knows the beginning from the end. So God already knew that we were going to sin. God already knew Adam and Eve were going to bring sin to the picture. And if it hadn't been Adam and Eve, it would have been Forrest and Brenda. It would have been someone else. It would have been someone else down the line. He already knew this. God already knew what was going to happen. <coughs> and still he created us. Because he loved us and he wanted us to be in a relationship with him. He sent his son here and he knew he was going to have to do it. 
to die a horrific death. Now, I made this here just a few weeks ago for Easter. And I can't get off of Easter because the day of Pentecost means 50. Pentecost means 50, right? There's 49 weeks from the Passover feast. You follow into the day of Pentecost. Seven Sundays. So they were filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized with evidence of speaking in tongues. I made this from, from some branches off of a young locust tree. You can see what kind of thing God sent his son here to do. To die for you. To die for me because of our sins. And I dropped this on the ground and I expected most things when you drop them on the ground they'll bounce a little bit. Or they have a little give or something. This thing when it's stuck, when it hit, it just sticks. It doesn't move. And you, you can imagine that being put on your head and drove down in there. God knew his son was going to do that. But he still loved us. Even more than our own mothers do. He loved us anyway. So he went through with it. If I could at this time get every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here today and you don't know God as your personal Savior, maybe you have before and you're not sure.